I like working on the uh, usually on the donation basis. I like that. It's a cooler way to go for me. So, you know, we say it a lot in recovery, self can't get out of self. It's a really nice thing to explore. Yeah, because if, if you're identified as a self, you know, if you're in that configuration of mind, if you've bought it, so to speak, and your attention and interest is glued to it, that would be what you would call self. Yeah. That product can't leave the system that made it. Yeah. So self can't get out of self. So a mental process is, I call it selfing. In that selfing, there's something that's inferred or pointed at or uh, assumed, which is being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a noun, like you're the alpha and the omega, yes? Usually using the body as like the flagpole, the reference point, yeah? Now, if that feeling is strongly in place, you actually believe you're the thinker of, your th of the thoughts, that you're the doer of all your actions. If those things are in place and you assume them to be true, then at that point, you are, in a way, living that idea of being a self. Yeah? In living life in that idea of being a self, it, pro it pr produces a lot of uh, discomfort and irritability and restlessness, yes? It produces a lot of lot of debris, so to speak, which causes you a deep uncomfortability, a deep irritability, a deep restlessness, which equates into seeking constantly. You're always looking to get out of something that you're inherently not in, yeah? If that's, if that's the feeling, if that's the feeling like when a thought is seen that you're the thinker of that thought, that it's yours, or a feeling is noted and it's just hook, line, and sinker. This is my feeling. There's no suspicion, no questioning, no throwing in another possibility, maybe. You know, it's just right from there, that's the way it is. At that point, you're living as a product of a mental process called selfie. You're living, you're the living embodiment of that process. In other words, the process has proceeded and has succeeded in producing its product which is that feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, yes? Now, when that feeling is in place, that sense of self can't get out of what it wants to get out of, which is self. Yeah? Self is what's driving everyone crazy. If you ask them what self's driving them crazy, they usually would say myself, yeah? So, the self is what you want to get out of, but you're going to try to get out of it as a self. And that's why they make that statement, I believe. Self can't get out of self. Now, that sounds incredibly uh, hopeless, yes, if you're a self. Yeah. If your main drive is to get out of self as a self, and someone just made a very profound statement, self can't get out of self, Basically, your whole mojo, your whole modus operandi has been dismissed if that statement's true, that self can't get out of self. Because all the seeking is what? You trying to get out of you, in a way. 
You may call it them and the situation and this and that, but what you always go back to, to rely on, provokes more agitation. Maybe you'll blame this and rationalize and do this, but basically, every time you seem to go back, you're at the root of the problem. <clears throat> that root, that active root of the problem, can't leave the root of the problem. It is the root of the problem. <laughs> it, wherever it goes, that will be the, the uh, configuration of self. Yeah. So let's say you think that you're in a certain place with a certain amount of geography and a certain amount of time, and if you would just <clears throat> go as far as you can, there'd be a point where you'd run into a fence, and that would be the boundary between self and no-self. And you feel like, if I could just climb that fence, then I would be no-self now. Yeah? I would have finally succeeded and gotten out of self by climbing this demarcation, this line, alright, I'm now leaving me, and I'm now going to the authentic me, let's say. Yeah? But as soon as you climb over the fence, yeah? The fence is, there's another fence. Yeah? Self can't get out of self. So no matter how many times you get out, now, you can watch it do it in like a five minute uh, demonstration, and you'll see it try to do it like five or six times. A principle is revealed there. Self can't get out of self. Now, you may have to put up with 800 times, but the same principle was shown in the first move. Self can't get out of self. You can't talk, hello, you can't talk yourself out of, hey, uh, how you doing, bro? Seen you in a while. Yeah? yeah? Come on over here. Yeah? So that self can't get out of self, no matter how hard it tries. So what would be the next move? So a lot of people make this move. They believe that they're getting out of self and they're moving into non-self, but as a self. So there's, they're going to be a self in the state of non-self. Because the only way they can sense they can enjoy it is to be there. Yeah? It's sort of like people are looking in a very like uh, sophisticated manner with philosophy and stuff to have the experience of their own absence. But they want to be there to have that experience. That it can't happen, yeah? What's going The freedom is the absence of, of you. It's never going to be you and freedom are going to cozy up, and freedom's going to sort of give a lot of itself over to you. You're, you're going to, you know, hit home plate immediately. It's going to surrender itself totally to you, and then you're going to be free. No, it's... The you, the sense of being a separate, long-lasting, independent entity, is dropped. And then what's available is freedom. Yeah? And if it needs to be interpreted here, it would be freedom from, not freedom for, or freedom as. It would be more, it would be closer to what actually happens to say freedom from. Just like it says in the, in the program recovery, please relieve us of the bondage of self. Yeah? What we're looking for is freedom, not from self, yeah? because freedom from self is inherently so. You're already in that state. You're not a self. So in a way, you could say you're free from self right now. It's not saying freedom from self. It says freedom from the bondage of self. Yeah. So the bondage is an activity going on that produces the sense of being what? Self. Yeah. So we don't have to get out of self. And that's, see, one of the things I've noticed is 
all the attempts to get out of self are just another form of being in self. Yeah? They're actually, if in a sense, if, if that's the uh, bottom line of the trance, that's a much higher solution in the trance because you're actually thinking you're getting out of something while you're in it. I mean, that's incredible to me. Yeah? You have a feeling, and usually you never get the real sense of being out of it, so you live in hope, you know what I mean? All like this, because you need substitutes, because the real deal ain't happening, but you have this sense, a huge story, that you're getting out of something. Yeah? I say that is being in it. I mean, in an incredible way, because you never even freaking question it. You're actually believing, no, my intention is set, I'm getting out of this thing. But you have to see, why isn't so many things successful in that attempt? Why is it that a lot of processes and paths don't produce a long-lasting relief from that? And there are tons, there are paths that are built from 20,000 years ago. You can go to pagan, you know, prior to Tibetan Buddhism, there was the Bon, there was the pagan-type Taoism, all these skillful, beautiful ways, yet they're not producing many of the, uh, of the good, so to speak. Why? Because if you're trying to get out of something that's imaginary, that would be being in it. Yeah? Really? So, you know, and some of them are really good. They say it may take lifetimes. <laughs> it may take lifetimes of trying to get out of this place. It has such a hold on you. It's such an unbelievable real place. You're going to have to purify for many, many, many years. Then you're going to have to go through cycles of life to finally get relief from something. But I'm saying you're not that something. Yeah. So if the problem is imaginary, if you're not actually in self, the whole ball game changes. I swear, you find that the experience of getting out of self has nothing to do with any movement. You don't move one inch to be out of self. You don't have to plan a day ahead to finally be out of self on Saturday when you get to the retreat. Yeah, All of that stuff seems totally ludicrous when you realize you're not in self. Yeah, Because at that point, you are what you're seeking for. You are what the mind's seeking for. But it wants to seek for it as something and in time, when you're actually nothing and timeless. Yeah? It wants to clothe it in something. See, it, t it takes nothing. When it's confronted with nothing, it makes it something. That's what it does. Yeah. And then it makes it something, and then it places it somewhere else, and it attempts to search for it, yeah. which takes time. But nothing is of timelessness. It's nowhere, you can't place it somewhere that it ain't, because it's nothing. Yeah. So in that point, that whole drive, the whole like incubator of selfing, the whole like crib of selfing is removed. Yeah? It's not sucking on that tit anymore of assumption, of inference, of that phantom sense of being the one. Yeah? It realizes, I'm not that, and that's that. And then it finds out what happens when I'm not that. Yeah? And you know what happens? Nothing. That's the beautiful news. Absolutely nothing happens. The mind is bored stiff because nothing fucking happens.
usually the mind will get bored sooner or later and make it something. Yeah? Make it something. Start polishing it. Start doing something. It has to do something. Yeah? But to leave it nothing is such a beautiful... And it's not even to leave it nothing. It's just a recognition. It's not something. Yeah? You don't have to do anything with nothing. Yeah? <laughs> it's totally maintenance-free. There's nothing to do. <laughs> I love it because it's timeless. Yes? It cuts the whole storyline out. It, the whole fabrication and assumption and the, the arthritic inference from all the selfing that there's a self there is seen to be not so like with like a cold, sharp knife like that. It doesn't take any time. See, if something was real, it would take time to make it unreal. But if something's not actually so, it doesn't take any time to make it not actually so. It's already not actually so. Yeah? That's the beauty of it. The quality of the solution to me of the false dilemma is timelessness. It has a very distinct feeling. Yeah? If, you, if you've been addicted to time here, it may take you a little while to notice it, but once you get the flavor of it, you'll recognize the timelessness of every moment here. Yeah? Of all the seeming moments we've made in this linear story, you'll sense they're all cradled in timelessness. There's only that moment. Yeah? Or this moment. It's not that moment, it's this moment. And you're not in this moment, therefore you can't be out of the moment. Yeah? You are the moment. So this whole idea of I got um, books, you know, how to be in the moment. It's incredible. How to be in the moment. How to really be in the moment. Third edition. <laughs> how to really, really, really be in the moment. Advanced edition. How to stay in the moment that you once were not in. And stay in it for a pretty long time. The eighth edition. No, you can't be out of the moment. You are part and parcel. You are the moment. With all the little separate appearances in it, there's no distinction. You're not just, you're not one appearance in this whole field of appearances. You are what's not appearing. Yeah? You are the space that you seem to be appearing in, just like you and you and you seem to be appearing in. There's no difference with the appearances, but the space, yes, the space. And this idea of trying to get out of self. If you go to groups that are busily working to get out of self, they're the ones who talk the most about self. They're constantly talking about it every freaking day. Yeah? Why is that? If it was successful, one of the signs of, of its success is you wouldn't be fucking talking about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sort of like acceptance. The only person who brings up acceptance is someone who isn't in acceptance. If you're in acceptance, you don't even notice it. Yeah? It's just like being in a room and the temperature isn't bothering you. You don't notice the temperature. You only notice it if it's too hot or too cold. Yes? So this idea of getting out of self, I'm saying, is an impossibility because you're not in self. That's why it's not you that's failing. It's the formulas that fail. Yeah? The formulas are assuming you're in something real and you need to get out of its influence. I'm saying that ain't so. What would happen? That whole driving engine of seeking wouldn't even turn over. You wouldn't put the key in. Yeah? 
You'd be in a pause that had no bookend of, I was revving up before, yeah, and I'm going to be revving up again. No, there would just be a pause that would seem like all there is, is this pause, yeah. That's why I like to see what you're not, because you can't see what you are, yeah? The thing that's seeing right now, you're never going to see, never. The thing that's hearing right now, you're never going to hear it, ever. You're never going to feel what's feeling, yeah? You're never going to be able to sense what's sensing, yeah? You can't sense what's sensing. It's beyond any sense, yes? That's the beauty of it. So it's like, okay, I'm going to tell the truth about me. If you actually open up and really tell the truth about me, sooner or later, it's going to reveal itself not to be you. That's the beauty of it. When you let things finally be as real as they want to be, if they're unreal, they reveal that. Yeah? It's my life was all about making things unreal. And I made them as real as real could be. Yeah? The more and more I wanted not to have that happen, the more and more it became real in my life. you got to see, you and I are dreaming. Mind is dreaming, yes? So there is a solution. Inherently there is no problem. Like it says in AA, we're not people with problems, we are the problem. Okay? So finally let that be so, and then it will prove to be unso. Yeah? What we're trying to do is deny that we're the problem, which makes us the fucking problem. If you could just let it sit, all those ideas you have about you, deeply, and this and that, all the little, all the little uh, trappings of the idea of being you, that you're conveniently avoiding and trying to, let's push this away, this and that. Let it come and land. And when it lands, it may be hurt. it may be scary to you, but when it happens is it inevitably reveals that it's not so. Yeah. But it keeps having the sense of being so to us when we're trying to make it not so. Yeah. When you let it be what it wants to be, it has to reveal its real nature. Yeah. That's the whole point of the message, in a way is seeing what you're not. Yeah. And then there'll be a feeling, hopefully, maybe quickly, maybe slowly, who knows, in the expression here in time, it doesn't really matter, because when it starts, locks in, you'll realize there was never a you longing for it. You, you, I wish I would have got this 20 years ago. All of that makes absolutely no sense anymore. Yeah, You realize the timeless quality of it. So you weren't late. Yeah. <laughs> people didn't get it ahead of you there was no one to get it it's just always available at all time but not in the time we have but all time Yeah, it's not always available this moment if there's a next moment and there's a preceding moment that's how it gets hidden but it's always available at all time all timelessness all time is timelessness that's where it's always available yeah but it's not always available in time. The whole point of time is to make it seem not available. Yeah?
such a beautiful message. I'm going to be so successful when no one shows up. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'll finally find if you never come back, I've succeeded. It's great. When I become obsolete, that's I've done the best job I could have done. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Something that doesn't have something tries to have it by claiming. That's what it does. The mental process claims. You can that claiming can be signified with the word my usually. Yeah. Just like if you're looking at this bottle, everyone would say it's a bottle. Yeah. I can change everything. So the bottle, you would just see it as a bottle. So now when I go, it's my bottle. What's that bottle being used for in my, my mind? It's, to, it's being used to point at the one who has the bottle. Yeah? As soon as the my comes up, yes? You believe you're attending to that, but that's just mirroring the phantom you. Because it's always you with all the my. You know, my, 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 my feelings, my problems, my time, my time. All of those things at that point are being used, in a sense, to point at, to infer, to assume the pseudo-noun, yes? So it's sort of like uh, Ramana Mahashi had a statement that cut it really nice. He says, to know God is to be God. Yeah? Beautiful, isn't it? To know God is to be God. In this conditional mind, to know God is to be a knower of God. Yeah? To love God is to be a lover of God. It's always, no matter what topic or object or idea it comes in contact with, it uses it almost like a magnifying glass to reflect it, to, to magnify and amplify it. Instead of the, instead of the emphasis, quote-unquote, on God, the emphasis is really on the knower of God. Yeah? So everything is used as a mirror to reflect you. Yeah? This is like the loop of self-importance. It just does this all day. So a bottle is just a bottle, but then my bottle, what is that? That my infers there's someone who owns the bottle, yeah? A thought is just a thought, but when it's my thought, there's someone who thought that thought, yeah? A feeling is a feeling, but when it's my feeling, that feeling is now used to infer or point to the someone who has the feeling. Yeah? So most of us don't even know what we're feeling, but we do know who's feeling it. Yeah? You don't see. The inquiry isn't in the feeling. I can't even say, what is it? Is this anger? Is it sadness? Sometimes. But basically, it's just a sensation. But I damn well know there's me 
And there's a clear description of that called me. So no matter how the most esoteric idea, it's still me entertaining it. <laughs> the most the most like exotic place I go to, it's still me there. Yeah? So everything that conscious contact brings about, yes, the mental process claims it by first of all putting itself in a position, I'm the one who's seeing. I'm the one who's hearing. I'm the one who's feeling. So all of these demonstrations of consciousness, we call them our demonstrations. I'm the one who's thinking. I'm the one who's seeing this thought. I'm the one who's hearing. I'm the one who's feeling. It's, to you know, totally ridiculous. Because if you were dead, your eye wouldn't see a damn thing. Yeah? And you could take that eye out of that dead body and put in a live body, the eye would uh, facilitate seeing again. So it's not the freaking eye that's seeing, Yes? And it's not the brain that's doing everything. It's awareness or consciousness moving through the brain. The brain facilitates it, just like electricity would move through appliances, yeah? The toaster isn't making the toast. It facilitates the toast being made. If the toaster was making the toast, then as soon as it claimed being the maker of the toast, it'd have tons of fucking opinions about the toast. I won't take rye. I'm not taking rye. Gluten-free, yeah, yeah. No more weeds. Yeah? It's not the toaster that's doing it. It's not the blender that's blending. It's the electricity. Yeah? The electricity. That energy. Yes? Let's just say the truth. We're taking ourselves to be that energy while we're also the toaster. You can't have it both ways. Yeah? You're not the doer and also the facilitator. Yes? This is the facilitator. What that is, is what we truly are. Yeah? You can't have, oh, I'm the facilitator, but I'm also making the fucking toast. I'm the one who's, I'm the thinker of these thoughts. I'm the feeler of this. Yeah? This is what it does. It claims everything. Once it claims everything, it places that situation, it creates a world, or it doesn't create it, it makes one. Yeah? And now the world is being experienced by you as the subject, instead of seeing subjectivity as having all the experiences. Yes? Subjectivity. Instead, it's a pseudo-subject now. Yeah. I become the Alpha and the Omega. And yet, I never, never, never can perceive consciousness. Consciousness or awareness is always prior to me. I'm an appearance after the fact, basically. This feeling of being tall now is at the end of an assembly line called, uh, called selfing. Yeah? If you feel like you're the doer and the haver and the thinker, yes? If you feel like you're the one who has all these problems, you are at the end of an assembly line. The mental process has made this sense of being you up. And you've, you, you've, the mind is totally, totally put itself into that glove in a way, yeah? And now, everything it contacts with, everything it comes in contact with, it doesn't believe what's actually in contact is what it is. It doesn't believe it's consciousness. It believes it's conscious. Yeah? And if, if it believes it's conscious, then it can also believe it's unconscious. Which does what? Let's say it, it proclaims that you're unconscious. You may have this little bug up your little proverbial ass that you want to become conscious. There you go. Seek away. But in fact, if all there is is consciousness, how more conscious can you become?
Recovery says this thing, uh, you know, the whole thing is contingent on the maintenance of your spiritual condition. For me, the highest form of maintenance would be be a spiritual condition. If you are a spiritual condition, that's the highest form of maintenance. <laughs> you can't get, I don't care how much you follow your breath or try to be mindful, to actually realize you are that is way beyond any practice, anything. Any freaking super martial art discipline doesn't even come close to being something. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not even close. Because there's always going to be a break. There's always a possibility you may not do something. But in being it, there's no possibility of that. There can't be a moment when you're not that. <laughs> it's an absolute. The mind finds, the conditional mind finds no wiggle, wiggle room in there. But, because it always wants to write its relevance into the story. When it's an absolute, there's no relevance to it. Yeah? Pause is like deafening, yeah? It holds all the notes that have ever been heard, that pause. If you were of time, you'd never get into timelessness. It'd be impossible. Yeah? Because you would think it took time to get there. And time doesn't play in timelessness. <laughs> it doesn't. It has no value in timelessness, yeah? So I don't know, I heard this message, I entertained the possibility. Yeah? The mind, like a lens, opened up. Yeah. And it wasn't what was seen, it was the seeing. The seeing is, this space is seeing. This is like the seeing of mind, yeah? It never touches upon a thing, so it sees forever. Eternally, eternally seeing. Nothing. Yeah? While you have these eyes that handle this place, all the while, let's say the single eye of mind is seeing nothing. Yeah? It facilitates the seeing of things, but it's not seeing things. It's always seen nothing. Yeah? And if you really feel like you need to do something, then you better do it. Yeah? If you really feel like the only way it's going to be approached is if you purify yourself and meditate, well, the mind's the dreamer. You better fucking do it then. Yeah. And if it's worth its salt, like it says in the Course, in the Miracles, uh, one of my favorite parts was uh, he explains that the mind 
if it intends to be free, will be in time, yeah, here. And if it takes, let's say, the road of contemplation, meditation, uh, study, yes, that it will inevitably succeed, but it may take a whole lot of fucking time, yeah? And it says the course of miracles, the whole point of the course of miracles, one of the points is to save us time, yeah? And it would always have a beautiful statement. If you're reading this book right now, it's it's very strongly possible that your mind wants to save time or you wouldn't have met this book. <laughs> that was a beautiful way. And they say, all these paths, though they will succeed, yeah, but they always inevitably bring you to one point, which is what? And that was the name of the chapter. I need do nothing. Yeah? Why not fucking start there? <laughs> Why not start there? Why not start in I need do nothing? Doesn't mean you're not going to do anything. It's going to mean you never was the doer, but you'll be doing plenty maybe, or you may not. But that state of I need do nothing, anything that's worth its salt is inevitably going to bring you there. Yeah? That I need do nothing. Yeah? Why not start there? Look at all the somethings you've gotten in your life. What do, they, what do they add up to? Nothing, right? Why not start with nothing? You're going to end up there anyway. Yeah, It's beautiful. Save yourself some time. Then time won't have such a huge meaning on you. Yeah, you won't be putting off something that can't be put off till Friday. Yeah, you'll be aware here that all there is is here. Yeah, it'll be very clean. And all the shenanigans of mind, the assumption that it could be somewhere else that than where it is, and all like that, just get blown. That all those little fake clouds in this little imaginary mental sky, a big wind comes in and blows a lot of these archetypical bullshit ideas out. Yeah? Just, and what you're left with is very nice, clear space. And you realize, obviously, it's always been that way. Yeah? doesn't mean selfing stops, yeah? It means what happens is, I would hope, you'll lose interest and in, in, you won't be attending to it as much. Because it won't be you. The you is the big stickler. When the mind really takes itself to be that, it tends to uh, be quite interested and very attentive to it. Yeah? And if the mind is what gives meaning to things here, and that you and I give everything all the meaning it has, why do you think the biggest meaning the mind could give anything? The biggest meaning that the mind could give anything is that it's you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's a big pledge of allegiance that this you is going to get a lot of interest and attention throughout my days here because it's bigger than God, obviously. It's me, you know? I mean, when it comes to God, who informs you how you, good you're doing with God? You. <laughs> you're the bigger God. <laughs> so if we are giving everything all the meaning it has... That's the biggest meaning anything can be given. What would happen if you questioned that? What would happen to that mental solar system if the sun wasn't the sun? What would happen if that sun wasn't the sun, that it was actually more like a moon that was reflecting the sun's light? 
And when it was seen as a moon, what would maybe be revealed very quickly? The sun. Yeah? It was always there. You were just taking a moon to be the sun. You were taking a reflection to be the light. Yeah? You were taking... You actually, you were taking a body and the real, the real thing is the shadow, in a sense. The no-thingness is casting this shadow called a body. No-thingness is casting the shadow of thingness. And we're taking the shadow of thingness to be the real thing when it's the emptiness or the no-thingness that's what's casting the shadow. Yeah? We have it all ass backwards here. We think it's a thing that's casting the shadow, but that can only appear to be so if there's light involved here. Yeah? Yeah? Here's the light. Here's the moon. The light hits the moon, and then the moon blocks the light, and then it casts a shadow. But we're taking ourselves to be the sun. Yeah? We don't even see the message every second of every day when we see a shadow. That's, um, <laughs> that's closer to what we are than this. If you would just maybe not entertain being this, you would see right through this and see the sun. Yeah? Then you see the sun hitting this, this little object called the moon that plays the role of being the sun. And then you see the shadow it casts. And maybe you realize, in a sense, the most valuable thing here is nothing. It's the, it's the nothingness that everything is arising in. Yeah? And everything's going to depart it. But the nothingness is it. The nothingness is the value. Maybe your interest and attention would leave the things of thoughts and feelings and you and maybe be able to sense the presence of nothingness while it's walking around here. Yeah? Maybe just a little bit of the percentage of your attention, instead of being all on the thoughts about you and all the takes about you and the past and the future, what could possibly happen to you and what did happen to you, all of this huge amphitheater yeah, to keep our minds entertained, maybe, just maybe, it would lose interest in that, and of course, then it would attend to something of its own nature, because you can't see attention, can you? You can't, it, it doesn't have a quantity. Have you? Have you felt like, I have 50 gallons of attention, i got to watch out what I'm attending to today. It doesn't, it seems to be like a pretty large reservoir, doesn't it? And interest, it seems to be a lot of interest. You may lose interest in things, but you're not losing the interest. You're just losing it in that thing. Yeah? So I would say attention and interest is more of no thing than of a thing. Yeah? And maybe when that possibility is entertained, it can sort of be freed from the slavery of being a thing and maybe go back to its source, which is right where, everywhere, anywhere is. And now it's attending and interested in that. That which can't be seen, but which is seen. Yeah, far out. It's going to have an effect here, huh? don't you think? Maybe your little dream story of an action figure will travel a lot lighter. And isn't that what you've been looking for your whole life anyway? Maybe when you're young, you wouldn't buy the deal. No, I want to be here. Even if it sucks, I still want to be here. As you get older, fucking yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'd be gladly be absent of my life if the life would be nice. Yeah, let me check out. When, when can I leave? Quickly. You know what I mean, I mean I, I've gone through every fucking formula. I'm going to arrive one day, or my specialness will outshine everyone else's, or 
I'm going to be right at least about something. It's like, <laughs> it's like fool's gold, you know? It doesn't fucking, it looks shiny, but it doesn't really translate. I'd much rather, yeah, yeah. Everything will get great, but you won't be there to enjoy it. Sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> when I was 20, no, no, no. I could take my beating, I'm going to be special. Right. Yes. I'm portraying someone getting their ass kicked by the cops. <laughs> no, I'll send I'll sign it over right now. <laughs> so, yes. I'm happy to see you, bro. Where have you been? Just, just been around, you know. <laughs> Sorry for being late, by the way. Oh, no problem. No problem. Any questions? When you first, when we first sat down, you said that you would just keep a lot of your friends to walk away from the game. Yes. Would you? I would say limping, really. Yeah. <laughs> would you talk a little about that or your experience of that lately? Yeah, well, I don't know if I would maybe I'll report it. well this my first very princess in AA went out after twenty one years. And uh, she had the same basic thing happen with her that happens to a lot of people, I noticed for a lot of time. They leave and maybe they will they had an assumption that AA would be the same and so they could go back here. And that's true, AA is the same, but they're not now. The obsession to use is strong, and they don't like to go where the medicine is to meet. Yeah? Yet they always had it pretty nice for year after year after year, but somehow they're having a real bitch of a time. So a lot of people that I know that have over 20 years, that's what happens when they leave. They keep going in and out for a while and maybe not get it. You know, I knew this one lady, Laurie, and. Uh, you know, she went out and then she tried so hard to get back a number of times and they ended up finding her dead in a, you know, naked in an apartment with the door open. You know, and yet when she was in the program, she was thriving. But, uh, so that's what I've been seeing. A lot of, you know, people who were sort of chilled and going pretty well and then somehow something happened and they decided to use yeah, and then they can't seem to not use now. Yeah, and uh, in a way, it seems like there's a certain uh, level of honoring that's that's necessary for grace in a way, or for a gift. You know, the, a great way to have a gift is to honor it. Yeah, and I would say that's what it's like. And when it's not honored, then the gift may change. Yeah, and. Uh, I would say it's been probably really surprising to her that it's changed so so strongly because mm-hmm. she was assuming she would be able to come back. It's not working out that way. Yeah, that's what I've seen over time. And uh, and again, fun a little bit. I just got excited there because <laughs> the game isn't the board. I want to make sure I record. The game isn't the board, it's actually the space. Yeah? The real game is this, and it's never changing. You're a winner. (laughs) 
the shadow of this manifests as this, and we're taking this to be real, and this just incites anxiety, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, you may end up in Baltic Place. I want to be in Boardwalk. I was there once. You know? Oh, I just fucking missed it again. I'm back in Baltic Place. The suffering of Baltic Place comes from wanting to be in Boardwalk. If you didn't want to be in Boardwalk, hey, Baltic Place would be like a Boardwalk thing. Yeah. But the mind is incredible. The mind usually wants what it doesn't have. So it produces exquisite suffering. Why? Because that's a real deep level of obsession. It's got it mixed with feeling. Oh, it's a great little mix it has. It, it, it's like a very good glue. But the glues never hold. You are not what you're obsessed over. So the glues never hold, so they have to be applied incessantly to make it seem like you're that, yeah? And when the mind gets lazy, yeah, then it just takes it to be so. You know? The glues already worked. Not by actually gluing, but you just assumed it to be so. When all the possibility is you're totally not glued to it, but you never become fucking aware of that. You try to become aware of it as this. Two can't get into one. Two-ness is never going to squeeze into oneness. It's I'm not two, that's it. I'm not two, bingo. Good, you've been listening over the years. <laughs> Hallelujah, someone's listening. <laughs> All right, well, this is this is actually the final end to the meeting. <laughs>